With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, welcome back to uh, the quarantine podcast here on a Sunday night on the Psycho Fanatic Podcast Network. And uh, I'm. I, told y'all i'd be back this week i didn't know exactly in what condition it would be or how we would be doing it but here we are um about a block away from one another on zoom doing the podcast but we're still doing the sunday night quarantine podcast which has been it's become quite literal yeah who would have thought my man good to see you by the way good to see you zoom yeah no you're sounding better i feel how you feeling feel a lot better um, I, I have no energy. I just like I could sleep, I could sleep all day, but that it's not good for anybody. But no, I just I'll just tell everybody because um, man, you know what's crazy about this whole deal? Before we get into it, is the amount of people who have told me that they didn't know anybody who have had COVID, and I was the first. I would qualify, yeah. Man, and I think a lot of I think a lot of people. Um, are in the same boat based on the amount of questions I've gotten about you. Which is I like, believe it. This yeah, is, this is a this is kind of this is a new deal. Like we 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 we, we joked when we first started this that if there's somebody who would get it, it's <laughs> you. And I know you and Ross it on your show yeah. uh, this week as well. But it, I mean, I don't want to say it's it's fitting that you're the first to get it, but it's also <laughs> it's just it's surreal. Is what it is. Um, well, that's the thing, man. Here we are. Yeah, like all these people are like, I mean, I'm getting like text questions from just random people, um, Twitter, like just people wanting to know about symptoms. And it's just, there's so much mystery around this deal. And it's still to this day, I'm on day 10. I think my wife's keeping track very strictly. She is a doctor. Yeah. And like, it's just, you learn like something new happens. It seems like ever like right now, like, so I lost my smell yesterday. Which would have been and that's sometimes set. the first thing to go for some people. It seems like, yeah. So all of a sudden, like I was trying to help clean our house. I'm trying to disinfect things, you know, so the girls can like, you're worried about that. Yep. And I turned on Ashley as one of those Cincy things. Right. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Like I couldn't, I'm like, Oh, it just must be a bad one. Put another one in there and you know, you forget about it and you come back. And like, I couldn't smell it at all. And then I figured it out and I was like, holy crap. Like I can't, I can't smell anything. And you know, I like, I'm putting this thing all the way up to my nose. Sure. And it's just, it's just nothing. And now like my nose is like burning. But anyways, um, the only reason I even brought that up is because Rudy Gobert uh, from the jazz and we'll talk some NBA here, but he said he's like three, three months out and he still doesn't smell. I mean, it's, I mean, and there just seems like everyone's experience is a little bit different. Um, and so this is, this has been interesting for me that I actually know somebody and know somebody well, that's going through it. I think it's very helpful, honestly. And I know you're probably not one to want to talk a lot about it. I've sensed that through 
some of your podcasts and your kicks and Ocho that you're not one that wants the spotlight, but I think people are genuinely curious about this. And I got to ask you though, what's been the most popular question? Is it, how are you doing or how did you get this? How did you get this? Yeah. And I've had more people reach out like, well, how did Williams get that? And it's like, well, I'm guessing if he knew then he probably wouldn't have got it. I have no idea. Yeah. Like normally you can go like trace and you generally find a spot where you think you might have. I have no idea. I've done that a million times. Uh, I can say the one thing. So I called everybody I knew that I had been in contact with and everybody's been negative. So I don't think unless I, unless there's somebody out there who hasn't been tested and like, it'll surprise us. I think that we got, um, I must've like, I mean, the, the second I started feeling sick, I went inside and, yeah. um, so I, that it's not necessarily how COVID works, but you know, we tried to do it, um, by the book. And so hopefully it worked that way, but I don't know. My wife has a crazy theory. Um, like the only thing I can think of Brent is I gassed up my truck, both trucks last week on like Monday or two weeks ago on like Monday, Tuesday, Ashley claims that my eyes were bloodshot, uh, when I first started getting symptoms and she's like, maybe cause I usually wear a mask. Like when I go like to Casey's, or, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I've, I've been around with you and you're yeah. pro mask. It's not like you're a yeah. anti-mask guy. I, I think one of two things either happened. I just picked it up, you know, like on a gas pump or a doorknob or, or Ashley thinks that I may have gotten it through my eyes because my eyes were so bloodshot, but huh. that's just, you know, her just kind of pondering the deal. But, um, you know, I have no idea. I'm not perfect when it comes to this. Like I, I feel like I'm pretty good though. All things considered the way our country's doing this. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty responsible with the COVID deal. I, I don't know how I got it. And that was the frustrating part, but I'm just grateful that, um, you know, it's, it sucked. Like, so yeah. it started for me where I had a, I had a, just a really low grade fever and I was super achy it was last Saturday morning and it kept getting worse throughout the day. And then at nighttime was just a damn monster. Like I just, like you couldn't sleep or Oh just, no, man. And you like toss and turn or I mean, what's the, yeah, like in the nightmares and hmm. like, I think it was because like it wouldn't, because you couldn't get into a deep sleep. Like I, I actually looked up like some of the REM stuff and like, sure. that's when you dream a lot when you, yeah, you're not stage one or whatever. Yeah. But like, I just having these vivid like nightmares and dreams. It was horrible. <laughs> there was like three nights of that. And then, um, the fever went away and now I'm just, I, I it's honestly, it's like I have mono. Yeah. Where I could just sleep all the time. I had the respiratory deal. That seems to be getting better. You know, it, the one thing too, is just like walking up steps, like knocks me out, but I don't, I've never once felt like, Oh, I need to go to the hospital or anything like that. And now I can't smell and I just have no energy. So that's, sure. that's really been my experience, but yeah, I, I don't know where I got it. Uh, <laughs> it's very frustrating, but again, I, I think too, Brent, like to tie it back to what we talk about on this show for the last three months it's damn hard to prevent this spread. And when it comes to like college football players rolling around and stuff like that. And I just, I was reading, I was heartbroken by uh, 
a story from our friend um, Eric Pratt from Fort Dodge. We've talked about him a couple times on the show. Um, but the young man from St. Edmunds, Fort Dodge, uh, who was COVID positive and his team season got canceled because yeah. of that, I will say to me was the worst part of this whole deal is the amount, like I have one of my friends, um, well, it, was, it was Ross's son couldn't play in a little league game because his yeah. dad's contact with yeah. me and waiting for Ross, like my my sister and brother-in-law couldn't go watch their kids play baseball. Like just all my, my wife's like whole hospital, like the schedule of everybody is completely screwed up because by the way, my wife is negative and my girls are doing fine. So that's been a good thing, but like it screws with everybody. And I was just like, man, can you imagine being in high school where you don't have a lot of great perspective on the world? And most high schoolers don't. And, and I have no idea who this young man from St. Edmunds is, but like the feeling that you've let down your teammates and, and you have no, like, there's no, it's not like right, I was out bar it. hopping and yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's really, uh, just a maddening thing. And, and I feel like I've, I mean, I've been, I think I had more than a mild case of it, but it's not like, you know, I was on a ventilator or anything like that, but right. I just, I feel for like those kids like in Woodbine and, you know, you've read some of the reports and it's just, and I know that you're probably going to tell us a story here if you're, if you're comfortable with it. But I, I think if me getting it could do one thing, I hope it opens some eyes to go, okay, one, we're not anywhere near the end of this, but two, um, cases like this are going to become a lot more prevalent because I see it happening every day. For sure. For sure. And I think that's, that's what hit home to me, Chris, with yours was okay. Cause you think, I mean, I think we we're all in the same boat where you think selfish is like, well, if I get this, I'll probably be fine. Mm-hmm. But what you don't think about is the ripple effect. Um, and it really illustrated for you, for you, just seeing what you've gone through. It's sure getting, getting this is not fun for you. It hasn't been fun for you, but I think the worst part, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn was how much it's impacted everybody else around you. Oh, like everybody yeah. else's life has had to shut down because of you. Right. Oh, it's because, horrible. And and so it's just, I, had, I didn't tell you this cause I knew you were going through a bunch of stuff, but I got a call Wednesday afternoon from my daycare provider <laughs> saying, Hey, Man. we've had a couple concerned parents call in about Chris Williams having a positive COVID test. Cause you put it on social media, yeah. which I think you should, I think that was a hundred percent the right move, but they said, um, we just want to verify that you haven't been around him in the last couple of days and that your kids may not, uh, be susceptible to this because we have some really concerned parents at daycare. Oh my God. So, I mean, it's kind of like, well, okay. I saw Chris, you know, it would have been nine days ago when we did that Sunday podcast the week before last. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what you want me, like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like I'm, I feel fine. Um, my wife feels fine. The kids seem to be fine. But just to tie it back in, and I, I don't think it's my kids, but we found out today on a Sunday that that same daycare had somebody test positive for COVID. Daycare shut down for two weeks. Hmm. I'm 100% confident it's two separate cases. But now this impacts us, right? Because we had been working. We had, been, had Our kids had been in daycare for three weeks and gotten into that rhythm of working again where yeah. you're scheduling meetings, you're not having to provide daycare, and you're able to be more productive. Well, now on a Sunday, we find out tomorrow, uh, no daycare, figure it out. 
but that's, but back to your point, I mean, we can figure it out. We have pretty, we're pretty flexible by and large, but the fact that people would be concerned enough to phone daycare because of a podcast that you and I did, um, I mean, that's, that's how this thing can travel. So you've got a couple of things going one, people are paranoid of this thing and they're curious about it, which leads to kind of outsized concern in my opinion, but also when it does happen, the ripple effect is real. Oh yeah. And, and, and you're, you're, I mean, the amount of people that probably reached out to you, yeah. um, it just had been wild. I've gotten more text messages from people that I haven't heard from in <laughs> six months that know, because we do a podcast and I work, I quote unquote work with you asking how I'm doing as if, you know, magically that, you know, somehow I may have gotten this from you, but it's just like, because you were in the news and you're a public figure, uh, it just, it, it just kind of amplified the thing. So it's been a, it's mm-hmm. been a wild, you know, week and it hasn't been a hundred times as much as what you'd experience, but it's just amazing just uh, because we do this podcast, how much attention I've gotten from, from other people because they, they think that, okay, maybe this has, you know, assimilated to you somehow. One of the worst things in, you know, you, anytime, like somebody like when you, when you, I will say this is being tested COVID positive. You you kind of feel like you're, um, I don't want to say people looking down on you, but everybody's kind of oh, looking at I, you in a weird way. Like I get it. You, they don't know what to, you know what I mean? And I haven't really seen anybody cause I've been inside, but the, um, I don't know. It's, there's like it's a, like, it's a, like, there's a weird stigma. Yeah. Like you're the leper. Yes. <laughs> I mean, for lack of a better and word. I, like whatever, like, but like, how long will that last? So yeah. like, if let's say like my 14 days are up and you and I go to founders for a beer, will people be like, whoa, weird? you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Why? Are you in well, which and in theory, like I should be like the safest one there. Cause I've already had it. Like, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to have it again. Correct. Um, well, I guess that that we has completely so. been proven, but we, yeah. We're, I don't know. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry that you're dead. No, I, I didn't. That's, I, and I didn't, cause I know you've probably gotten that from a, and I know your uh, family was in the same boat. Ross was in the same boat, all your cakes, no colleagues, but it's yeah, just like, wow, it's, that's people the worst. can really connect the dots. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know, I don't know. I, I was really confused on what to do when I got the positive test and I, I leaned on uh, Keith Murphy. He kind of helped me a little, and it's just like, you know, I'm so open with our audience. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, you know, what if I end up in the hospital, you know, granted, I'm not, but I just, just be open about it. And I, I hope that people can learn a little bit. I mean, I will say, you know, it is, um, it's no joke. Yeah. Uh, if, if there's one thing I hope that people can take from it is obviously I'm not going to die. I'm doing fine. But this is like my 11th day of this, you know, right. And it's not right. the flu. Right. When people say, oh, it's the flu. Well, I, it could be for some people, you know, there's asymptomatic, obviously it's so different, but man, like this is significantly more than the flu. So take it seriously. Uh, I know that most people are, um, but I also think that we can keep everything in perspective when we talk about it, like with the death rate and, um, you know, that study that came out of Penn state this week about the antibodies and stuff like yeah. that. I think that, I mean, we just have to take in all the information. But I think you raise a really good point here and it's maybe less, let's just bring this back to sports. It's less about maybe the, the individual, but how much 
your one positive test can shut everything down around you. If you extrapolate that to a team or, um, you know, a staff members, oh, it, yeah. it, it's going to be, this is going to be really tough. I mean, I'm just like thinking about my daycare, my daycare shut down for two weeks now. Right. Yeah, so think of the trickle down to that. Yeah. In the economy and the businesses. Yeah. And so, I mean, I feel bad for these, these, these teachers at this daycare, cause now they got to go back on unemployment because they're not, they don't have jobs for two weeks, you know, while this is happening. Um, but you just think about elementary schools or middle schools or high, what, what is the protocol going to be for these things? I think Iowa State is a little bit different than let's say elementary school, daycare, middle school. But I'm, I'm just, I mean, logistically, we've seen this happen a little bit. I mean, the PGA tours had now what five yeah. pros test positive for COVID and they've been able to isolate them, but it's spread, it's spread through them a little bit and they have a pretty good bubble and they're golfers and they travel independently for the most part. Like I think there's some real concerns with baseball and NBA and then for sure in college football, we've seen the numbers already throughout. And I'm terrified. I don't, I don't know how this is going to, I really don't know how this is all going to work. I think do I. you're going to have some major instances happen, but I think we're down the path now. I don't know if you can bring it back and postpone the season either because there's major ramifications there. So I don't know. You, you Your experience has really brought to light that this doesn't just impact one person. It's really – it's your circle that this mm-hmm. impacts and the, the ramifications that has for a actual season. Cause you're not dealing with just your team, but you're dealing with this team and the team before that. And I still think it's a big mess and we're running out of time for football. Yeah. I mean, it, you're right. We're recording this on June 28th. Uh, normally in three weeks, I'd be heading to Dallas for the big 12 media days to put it in a normal calendar. And to me, we always, you know, we always call that the unofficial start date yeah. of the college football season. I, I've got my preseason magazines here, and it just, it's weird. You know, I've been laid up, and believe it or not, everybody's like, oh, you're probably watching a lot of movies. It's, it's actually quite difficult when you're still trying to, you know, we're, we're trapped in this house, you know. And you saw yeah. the 10-month-old and the 5-year-old. and Which has to be really difficult, too, that you can't help out as much as you'd like. Yeah, you can, you know, I'm at the point now, like, they give you some timelines on, like, when the fever's gone and, like, when you're supposedly not as contagious and stuff. Um, but to be in a mask all the time and, you're, you know, you're really hands-off. But I'm still trying to help. I'm trying to yeah. – uh, I'm not, you know, telling people I'm not dying. Like, I'm not – I can, I can do my part – um, but it's actually quite difficult. Uh, my wife's been great. You know, it's been hard for her. She runs a vet, one of the biggest vet clinics in the, the Metro, uh, for people who don't know, you know, just, you know, all the people there who've worked around it. So anyways, enough about this, but I'm, I wanted to talk about it cause I knew that I've gotten so many requests for people who wanted me to talk about it because I, like, again, that curiosity, it's just been so prevalent. I feel like it's, it's maddening to me. It's, it's maddening, but it's crazy to me with the numbers and how they've stacked up in our country. And that just around here, just hardly anybody seems to have had well, a lot of unknowns. Yeah. You know, definitely. And, and, and candidly, I don't know who to, who's to blame for this, but the, the lack of consistent information, <sighs> which we've talked about the whole time is part of the problem. Like nobody, Nobody knows what to believe. And so 
And if they don't experience it firsthand, then we don't know what to what to hear and what to listen to. And so it's just added to the issues. No, that's, that's no the doubt. even more curiosity. Yeah. And and the, the and we well, we've also been way ahead on on this is the political nature that this is gonna get ugly. We called this from about week two of the quarantine pod and it's getting worse by the day. Um, I don't see there's any end in sight either. Um, I'm to the point now, Chris, and I'll, and then we can, we can move on a little bit, but you know, seeing what you experienced and I know you were aware, you, you did your best to wear a mask, but at this point, I know there's probably some studies that say wearing a mask doesn't help that much, but just, I mean, can we just wear masks? I mean, well, I mean, just let's, let's do all we can here because I know, okay, the death rate has gone down, which is awesome. I think we're doing a better job of treating this, but at the same time, if the numbers keep going up, they're, we're going to be left with, with questions. And my daycare is a prime example. Like Because of this, now I have to adjust. It's not all about me, but I'm saying this will impact, continue to impact you until it's eradicated either by but then a it, vaccine or a mask. Or, and you it know. doesn't just impact you. It impacts your coworkers and their kids. And like it, it's just... Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of at the same point, like for me, um, I was talking to Ashley about this and I, what I, I was really scared about, like the night before I really started showing symptoms, I was at a graduation party. Now, luckily it was outdoors and I was for the most part around people who I had been around. Um, right. and nobody from that, everybody's tested negative. So I'm. I'm happy to, to report that, but I was really scared that I could have, you know, been a big spreader at that thing. But I, so we were talking about this tonight where, you know, our, these neighbors were um, the ones who we've um, talked about Ava a lot on this show. The young girl died of cancer a few years ago. And it's just, and I, I hope you don't mind me pointing this out, but you're, you have a nephew who has some health concerns and he's, he's, he's one of those really vulnerable types to this. And I, I just think like when you bring up the mask deal and even though like me after this, like I, I in theory really shouldn't need to wear a mask. I'm going to, because you're, you're showing respect to like your brother, Scott and his wife who are terrified for their child. Right. And would, you know, if Ava would have been here, like that's the type of thing that you're, it's more of a respect thing to me at this point than anything. And especially having gone through it, um, I will say when you <laughs> look at like these giant, like these bars full of people and like the presidential rallies without social distance in it, 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 when you're lying here with COVID, it is a little bit like offensive in the sense yeah, has that, that has that changed your opinion? It, it has. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely has. And I, I think back to a couple times where I probably went out and uh, didn't wear a mask and I probably should have. And it was just like, Oh, that's kind of arrogant of you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, my, my I, opinion has changed yeah. um, since you, since you had this, like I was, oh, this mask thing sucks. It's uncomfortable. When I have my glasses on, they get foggy. Like what are the odds? This is really going to happen to me in the middle of fairway. But yeah. now I'm like, that, no. that was pretty arrogant of me. Like, what yeah. am I doing? So, no, I hope that if we can share any like through through this, is that maybe you get people to double think that. And I, there's just no need. Like, I I want to support local businesses and more than as much as anybody. I we are one. Right. Um, 
but um, I don't know. Like, just just be smart about it. I guess we'll put it that way. We're not saying any, we're not saying anything that nobody knows. Um, okay, so college sports here, Brent. Um, let's let's get to a couple of the hot topics. I want to hit on uh, Blake Henson with you. We haven't um, gotten your take yeah. on it yet. Did that happen? Did you and Jared do that last week? I didn't get to listen. I we did not. No, that, that okay. popped on uh, Wednesday. Oh, man, I, have, I don't even know. I've yeah, got, what are days? My, my days are completely screwed up. It's going to get worse with the holiday coming up. Um, the Kansas State situation, I'd like to hit on that and then do a little NBA and MLB with you. But first of all, uh, Blake Henson, the Ole Miss transfer comes to Iowa State, and we'll get some basketball uh, opinion on it here in a moment. But he told um, the Daytona Beach News Journal, which he's an originally a Florida kid. Um, but Blake Henson, uh, here's a real quote. It was time to go and leave Ole Miss. I'm proud to not represent that flag anymore and not be association with anything representing the Confederacy. Uh, of course, he's talking about the Confederate flag controversy that's been, well, it's been rolling on for a um, hundred years, but um, it's been a lot in the news because of NASCAR banning it. And then um, this last week with, the Mississippi flag. So the SEC has been really hard on the Mississippi flag and its representation of the Confederacy. Uh, but you know, I, I do find it interesting now. Um, this is really, I'm looking around, you know, at Iowa, Oklahoma state, West Virginia, yeah. Texas, Kansas state, where they're all kind of, uh, everybody's got stuff going on right now. Iowa state now enters this conversation, not in a bad way, uh, but I thought Blake Henson's comments, and I also look at this just from my own selfish perspective, that seems like a decent for a waiver. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea if that is going to be used. Um, I doubt that they've even looked into anything. Filed for, it yet. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and I don't think that's why Blake Henson said that. I just got to be so careful anymore sure but I, I this is a young man who's coming to iowa state and he has a chip on his shoulder and this is about more than basketball to him and i've i've heard he's a very thoughtful young man so it'll, he'll and, he'll be an interesting guy to cover and not that the two are directly connected but mississippi passed a law today on sunday oh that they're changing their state flag really i i yep. missed that okay yeah so that happened this afternoon sunday afternoon but i mean i think you saw both Leach and Kiffin. So Leach is now at Mississippi State. Kiffin's at Mississippi. Come together to both together before this flag coming down. And so you're, what you're seeing is the empowerment of college athletes across the nation. And in my opinion, as long as I've been aware and um, alive, basically, I don't think college athletes have ever had more power, for lack of a better term, than they do right now. And that's what you're seeing. Is this, is, this has become you know, a movement in a lot of ways. I mean, throwing UCLA had, um, had a thing yeah. this past week as well. Um, so you're, you're seeing this and, you know, I think Blake sounds like a really, um, conscientious guy and he, I, I've you know, heard races, which I, I think that'd be good, good for him to, if that's why, if that's a reason, then 
you know, give him the courage for at least stating that and putting it out there. Well, I'll, I'll say this too, and we can get to the basketball aspect of it. The three guys brought in this offseason, Henson, Coleman Lands, and Tyler Harris, are very thoughtful young men. Uh, I've, I've, I've not spoken to Henson yet. I have texted with him. I do think we're going to do a podcast this week, so you guys will hear from him. Um, but uh, my conversations with Harris and Coleman Lands, I was blown away by those kids. And I, I think it's more the type of guy that Steve Prohm's really wanting to coach and I, th- these are more, and I'm not talking about them as basketball players, but they'll remind fans more of, you know, Naz and George compared to some of the other, you know, guys who, who've come through Iowa State. I think Steve's more comfortable with these um, really, um, you know, there's more to, to them than, than basketball, I guess. Uh, I'm not trying to put anybody else down. Yeah. But if you talk to any of these young men, they're very – um, they're very enlightening. So I'm excited. I, th- I think it's a good fit. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And I think they're, you know, what, what is Iowa State really, I mean, last year specifically, they're, they're, they're all good guys on that roster last year, but I don't know if they had, you know, one guy that was going to step up and, you know, really be, you know, your classic leader. I think there's some several guys that had the qualities, but just for whatever reason, it, it didn't happen. But you've got three guys that will all be major role players slash starters potentially that all can be relied on. And you look at Prohm's tenure at Iowa State, in my opinion, he's been best when he has a guy or a, a, a few of them that he can basically just hand the keys to. Like, I will do the the game plan, Yeah. but once we're on the floor – no doubt it's you it's you guys and that I goes think back to his strength. time at murray too yes completely i mean if you look he's there's a reason why that guy has produced great point guards because he empowers those guys to just take over i mean look at his best teams george monte naz matt yeah. i mean i watched i think i encourage everybody to do that go uh, on cycle tv's done a great series as part of with kingland systems of uh, these they go back and they talk to these players while the game is being replayed, they do little half hour specials. They put them on YouTube. It's been good. Walters is the host. Yeah, no, it's been really good. Yeah. They did one last week or the week prior with Monte and Naz for the Kansas game down in Lawrence in, uh, 17. That was the Donovan Jackson three, you know, where he did the, the, I've got big marbles thing afterwards. Oh, who could Uh, forget? Yeah. Uh, but it was in, just the way that Monte and Naz were still talking about what they were going with the progressions they were making while on the floor. And that was three years after. And basically both of them saying, Steve just gave us the keys to go make plays. And that's when we were at our best. And for whatever reason, last year and the year before that, it didn't quite operate the same way. Those guys need a little bit more structure, Mm -hmm. but in my opinion, I think these three that he's brought in can be more, you know, flexible with being able to run, run the show on their own, which I think is best with prone system because he's not, he's not a set guy. He never has been like, he's a, he's no. a motion flow. Um, everybody make the right read, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to call a bunch of set plays or a bunch of out of bounds plays and get baskets. Like that's just not his style, but I think these three will fit in pretty well. What do you think about Henson, the player? I think he's, I think he's a great pickup. I mean, to get a guy of his caliber in late June is awesome. If he's eligible, it, it goes from a, you know, I think a B plus to an A plus really. Yeah. Um, but if totally. you look at his numbers and I watched him a couple of times, he's a young man that started most of his career at Ole Miss and Ole Miss wasn't just a, I mean, they've been, they've been good the last two years. So 
productive player, shoots it okay, not great. I mean, I think his percentages were in the mid-30s, which is okay, but scores enough, rebounds a little bit. His long is 6'7". Again, fits that style I was just going towards, which is yeah. a bunch of dudes, Gritty. you know, 6'2 to 6'8", yeah. that can switch in and out, and he's perfect for that. I mean, you've got you've got him now and a Javon Johnson who are pretty similar with the roles they can play, but it gives you a little interchangeability and now some size, like you, you still have a con and a young, hopefully if, if, if uh, Henson's available, but I think he fits in really well. It'd be great if he's eligible, but he's a, I don't know if he's a starter for sure. I would lean to being a starter. I mean, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of Johnson besides a couple practices, but he's definitely a rotation guy and will help quite a bit. I know this, um, I, I can look at this roster now and you know when I think of like big 12 basketball now it's it's not perfect but it it's not a perfect comparison but it reminds me of um, like what you have in your mind when you think of like the big east when it's like more of a rugged um, beat you up type you know physical sure. league. Iowa State didn't have the guys to compete with that last year. They didn't. Yes. Um, especially last year. Yeah. Um, you just looked at them and you go, it, it, especially at the end, you know, when the injuries. But even in guys, there were just guys like with like Tyrese was great, but like he's still rail thin. 160 yeah. pounds. <laughs> um, Bolton needs to work on his body. I, I, when I yeah. look at the roster now, I don't know about skill. I don't know enough about these guys. They have Big 12 bodies, though. Like, this is a, I think that this, another thing about these three that have come in, they're, they're tough and gritty type players more so than they're, oh, um, they're skilled. Not saying they're not skilled, but I know that they're going to play a certain way. And I think, I don't think that that's a coincidence. Yeah, and Harris was, is a little guy. Um, but he's for sure, a, says a, but he's a, little a guy, nasty but, little guy, though. Like, but he, he is, and he's, he was on one of the best defensive teams in the country last year. Yeah. So I think I've watched Henson's a couple times. I watched Ole Miss, you know, a handful of times this year. And I I don't know. I mean, they weren't great defensively, but that's kind of Kermit Davis' style down there. We'll see how he fits in, but he'll be able to score. And I think he'll come think so in too. and be productive. And he's another body, another rotation piece that will take some of the pressure off those young guys that you won't need them, hopefully, if he's eligible again, to be, you know, a starter right away or, a, you know, a sixth man right away. I talked about the uh, player empowerment earlier. Student-athletes never being so powerful. Um, Friday got a little bit ugly on Twitter uh, down in Manhattan. There yeah. was a student who put out a tweet about George Floyd, um, said it was a joke, uh, wh- whatever. Um, it, was, it was still in a, a hateful type joke a select group of kansas state student athletes um decided that they were going to stand up for what they believe in and this is from the wichita eagle this morning um about this letter basically brent kansas state student athletes saying um that they will not play games or participate in any donor recruiting activities for the Wildcats until the university makes changes that address racism on campus. Now, this is obviously um, starting with primarily African-American student athletes, but a lot of people, including um, Skyler Thompson, quarterback on the football team, have joined in to um, back their fellow student athletes and again, as I noted, uh, we've seen the issues with Iowa football that are still not over. Is that independent review is happening? 
Oklahoma State's, but that I mean the the Gundy OAN shirt, Chuba yeah. Hubbard thing is one of the most bizarre stories. Like in you know in the videos that followed, yeah, the, you know, like first just one where it's yeah, like, just a bizarre deal. West Virginia fired its defensive coordinator for some stuff. Um, Texas's deal was ongoing with the student uprising. Yeah. Uh, now Kansas State has this uh you mentioned ucla ucl day has got a really weird deal going on i don't know if you read about the under armor thing yeah where i mean that's that's a whole other deal that i think could potentially have other ramifications we probably won't get into that tonight but right. if you guys are interested sure. it's something that that college athletic departments are keeping a very close eye on yes you know because basically under armor is saying well we're we, not going to pay you anymore yeah under armor has a $250 million deal with UCLA. It was the biggest rights deal, I yeah, believe. Yeah, it's like a 10-year deal. In, in, in history. And Under Armour saying, well, you guys aren't playing sports right now. So what are we paying for? Uh, we're not getting it. So they're trying to get out of it. It's a big deal. Um, we don't even have time for it tonight. Uh, back to the, the original point, though, this Kansas State thing. I don't even know what to say about it, Brent, other than yeah. – this is just another example. It seems like stories like this are coming out uh, weekly and interesting times. And I'm going to sit back and watch because I, I just, I, I don't know enough about it to have like a hot opinion on it here, but I hope that there's some middle ground here uh, between what these student athletes, uh, there shouldn't be any middle ground. There should never be racism on campus and all that stuff. No doubt. Um, but it'll also be interesting. There's it, like anything, there'll be another side to this, and there already is. I if you do a little research, um, this this kid who put out the tweet, um, he's not going to go down quietly here, and he's nope. being, you know, uh, in his words, being harassed by another side, and he's saying that oh, um, you'll let people give me death threats and stuff like that. And it's fine, but it, it it's getting ugly in Manhattan. So, so here's the, here's a problem. And I think K-State won't be the, it will maybe the first in this position, but it won't be the last. In fact, Iowa state had something similar, not with student athletes, but last year that it, it got reported a little bit, but then it got resolved. Um, but Iowa state was sued by a first amendments group for banning, it was basically, there was a little bit more to it, but for banning sidewalk chalk on campus. So what happened on Iowa State's campus mm. in November-ish, October, November last year, is there was so much stuff, because you're right in the middle of, you know, pre-caucus stuff. Plus, you've been on campus before. People like to share this thing and everything on sidewalk chalk. Well, yes. Iowa State put in a little bit of a restriction to, you know, only – Student, I'm, I might get this wrong, so don't quote me on this, but only student clubs um, that got it approved could post or could do sidewalk chalk. Well, they got sued by this First Amendment group saying you're restricting the speech of students, which is a First Amendment issue. And as a public school, a land-grant institution, you can't do that. Eventually, it went through the courts a little bit. They came to a resolution. I obviously adjusted the policy, and it dropped the, lo- dropped the lawsuit. But back to the K-State thing, this is a major issue, right? Yes. Because – You've got your student athletes and your football program, which is a huge revenue generator, as everybody knows, not just for athletics, but the entire front porch of the institution. Or you've got a major potential lawsuit if you kick this kid out. 
Yes. Because they, they have a policy just like Iowa State does, just like all these public schools have. And you have to be a judge. I think, and I read the K-State policy today, there is a thing in there that if speech is a legitimate threat to other um, students, then it, it can be, you know, enough for expulsion. But does that joke that he said rise to that occasion? Maybe. Is that harassment? I don't know. I mean, whatever. I think the, the, the young man knew what he was doing by tweeting this. Well, right? he, he knew this was going to be the reaction. And now here we go. Like, again, these higher ed institutions have to figure out, you know, how do we, what, what way do we want to go? Because they still have that First Amendment issue, which is part of higher education. So, again, this is from the Wichita Eagle. These are not my words. But um, they they reported that his name's Jaden McNeil, and he founded what they've determined to be a white supremacist group called America First Students in Manhattan. Um, if it's indeed a white supremacist group, I mean, I don't know why that should be anything that could be a legitimate threat yeah yeah so that that changes things um the now the question will be who's defining it as a yeah. white supremacist i i just i went to this kid's twitter because yeah. i i was trying to find the origination of where the kansas state athletes were coming from because i just i'm curious and wanting to read about it and this young man not only is he hasn't deleted the tweet He's not going away. He's retweeting right. supporters. He's gained a ton of right wing, like far right wing. I don't want to say right wing, like far right um, support here. And he was, this was the Friday night when I was looking into it late Friday night and almost like enjoying it, it, it seemed like. So I, I just, yeah. again, I don't think that this young man's going to go away quietly. Keep an eye on our friends in Manhattan this week. Well, and again, it's, I don't think K-State will be the last school to go through something like this no. because this is a major this is a major issue now between you know the the culture stuff happening in our society when school goes back in session in the fall I mean college is the the spot where discussions like these happen and you yeah. get a a wide variety of backgrounds coming together and it's going to be a, it's going to be an issue. And I know Iowa State's done, dealt with some of this in the past, but it's only going to be amplified in six weeks when all these students are dealing with COVID, which gives it a little bit more stress, right? Plus the race relations issue. Um, it's going to, it's a very hot button issue at all these campuses and it will continue to be. And so, I mean, those policies have to be, and it's, they're going to be challenged. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, before we get to the last topic, what are you drinking on tonight? I, Oh, thank you, you for noticing. I, so I mentioned in our, our one last week that you, you know, Jared filled in admirably for you. Our buddy Brant from Atlanta sent us some bourbon that I know you've been unable to try, oh, but man. you know, when we can do this in person, but I've got some, uh, Jefferson's, oh, that's uh, good. Jefferson's, but I don't think it's the small single, batch, the small batch, small batch. Yeah. yeah that's good stuff. It is really good. So Jefferson's really good. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate that. Um, dude, this tells you how sick I've been. And anybody who knows me knows that this is a big deal. Um, I haven't had a sip of alcohol in like 11 days. 
Wow. I don't even like the thought of like having a sip of beer just makes me want to like, just makes my skin crawl right now. Like it sounds so disgusting. Um, not even bush light. No, nothing. I don't want bourbon. I don't want anything. Wow. All I really want to drink is water. And maybe some Diet Coke would be really good right now. I'd, I'd go for a Diet Coke. But even that, like the syrupy, like I don't know if I want it. How, how um, has it changed your appetite? To, today, listen to this, and this is, you guys will think is really crazy. Today was the first cup of coffee I've had. <laughs> and you were like a two-pot guy. Yeah. And I, and I didn't even finish it. It's just when you can't smell anything, it really impacts your you know, yeah. What about how much you want to other, eat? other foods? Like, have you been able to eat? A yeah, little bit no, or? I've been fine. Luckily, you know, we've had some people like order us some food and drop it off. And like, I, I've been fine, but normally I'm a, I mean, you could tell by looking at me, I'm a two helping guy. <laughs> I've been sticking to one. I just, I'm not, it's, well, let's just put it this way. The only time I'll eat is when my wife makes me, I like, it, it'd be like two o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't eaten anything. And, but yeah, the, the no the no alcohol and no coffee thing has been weird, but I, again, like I just don't have any, don't have the desire. Yeah. I don't care to like, it's, it's weird. Well, well, when you're back up and running, you know, whenever that time is, uh, we've, we've got a couple, couple, couple options of bourbon. Well, the 4th of July is like my favorite holiday. Like I love blowing crap up and having a ton of beer on the fourth and I'm especially sad this year cause it's on a weekend. Like it'd be so much fun, but, um, I just, I mean, if I'm to the point where I'm ready to crash a 12 pack of bush light on, I'd be really surprised if I'm yeah. at that point by next yeah. weekend. That's coming up, man. Um, okay. I have this down for the NBA to stay on topic. We're, we're just a bubble full of energy today, but, uh, this is what I wrote. I'm sure this won't raise any voices. Um, the story that came out Brent on Saturday about the NBA potentially, uh, allowing its players via their union, um, to wear jerseys with personalized, um, this is from ESPN, uh, personalized social justice, social cause or charity messages on the backs instead of their last names during the upcoming restart of the NBA season. Uh, Chris Paul, is really heading this up as a um, voice for the players union as he is the president of the players association notable um, he plays for the thunder now um, this is um, I'm I have no problem with this with what's going on in our in our world I think that you know there is a the group of players who didn't necessarily want to come back because they wanted to play taking part in the protests and whatnot right. this will gain more attention for what their cause is, in my opinion, um, than about anything they can do. However, I can also see this going the other way, um, where they're, they're going to piss some people off and, and it could get ugly, but, um, I guess I land on, I'd rather have the conversation than not. What do you, what do you think about this? Well, and look what NASCAR's done, right? Yeah. I mean, with Bubba Wallace's car and everything else, yeah, I mean, obviously been... he had his controversy, but at that raised the conversation, I think in some corners that the conversation hadn't been had. So, uh, and, and truthfully, if there was a league to do this, it's the NBA, it's probably the NBA. I mean, I, if you look and I, cause there's nothing else on, I've watched a lot of soccer, um, in the last two weeks with the Premier League coming back. Yeah. I know you're a big, the Arsenal fan. The now. Arsenal, man. It's my yeah. team. <laughs> nice got, win in the FA Cup. I got my uh, jersey in the mail. 
ready but to go. They have they have Black Lives Matter patches on all their jerseys, and they will kneel before every opening kick. And that's in England, which is you know probably I w- I don't want to say it's not impacted, but it's not where the movement is happening. So I think this makes some sense for this to be in the NBA. And yeah, there's not going to be people who like it, but. I think this is a way, like you said, there's some players who did not want to come back and play because of the issues. This, this gives them an extra conversation that they can have because of the leak we're starting. I said this last week on the radio about NASCAR, but like, I'm, I'm just kind of at the point with the sport and I have that it's more than a sport, not necessarily NASCAR, but auto racing in general is more of a culture thing for me, but I'm kind of at the point where if, if you're a NASCAR fan and you think that it's like your God given right to go to the track and be a racist, then you probably just shouldn't be a fan anymore. And like, to me, I, where did, when did it start? I'd love to know, like, why does it seem like our country? Like, why can't you, let's say that, um, let's say that you don't want the players to have this power. Okay. I'm not going to say about any specific cause, but what, cause I've seen it. Like, do you see the reactions? A lot of people are like, Oh, I'm not watching the NBA anymore. Well, why can't you still enjoy the product and just ignore like what's on a patch on a Jersey? Like why, why does it have to be like, Oh, or why does it have to be? Well, if the if the NFL players are going to kneel, I'm not going to watch it anymore. Or if NASCAR gets rid of the Confederate flag, then I'm not going to watch races anymore. Like, I mean, it, do you still enjoy the product? Like, do you, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm, well, you, I, I think it's it generational. Locally, seen it locally, Chris, where, you know, the Iowa Hawkeye conversation of whether yeah. they're going to take a knee. I mean, there's been a multiple fans saying, well, we're not going to support yeah. the Hawkeyes anymore, which I think is a way over the top, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, yeah, it's, and change for people is hard. And I think we're going through change at a really rapid rate here. Um, which is good, but I mean, I think you're going to have those reactions because of that. And, you know, I think eventually those names on the back of the Jersey or the phrases or whatever they put on there will just be, you know, part of the game. I mean, maybe at first it's like, well, I think what so is too. that, but that's, that's what it's for. And I think ultimately if you're willing to at least listen and have the conversation, that's progress. You uh, happy with the major league baseball resolution? I, I'm fine with it, but they're, I mean, they, they have lost because like you pointed out on your show this week and I, our guy, Chris Andringa pointed out brilliantly on Twitter. Cause I asked, you know, I, I pointed out on Twitter, July, late July to November are just going to be out of control. Oh, and man. if yeah. I had to pick between an NBA game in the playoffs or, uh, you know, the Cardinals 12th game of the year, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah, maybe I could have multiple monitors, which would be difficult, but I'm watching the NBA. Like they had a chance to start July 4th and have three weeks of baseball was, you know, really the only game in town. And now they're going to be up against everything else. And then football is going to start and you're like, Oh, that baseball season didn't really matter anyway, because it was 60 games. And so no doubt, I just think they, they had a, I'll, I'll still watch it. Like I, you know, I'm not going to be holier than now and say I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I will watch I, it I will t- because I enjoy the game. But they had a chance. I think they shot off their shot off their chance here um, because egos got in the way. And what really concerns me as a baseball fan is that lingering labor negotiation after next year is just going to hover and hover and hover, and it's going to disrupt everything else. And so you're not going to really have a lot of confidence. It's kind of like the Big Twelve missile crisis in a way. 
Like yeah. even though those years happen, you're always worried about what's the next shoe to drop. And that's where I'm at with baseball right now. Yeah. I don't blame you. All right. Um, appreciate you bloom and, um, best of luck with the daycare situation. That sucks. Um, I've got, I've got one thing before we go though. What's that? I wanted to wish you a very happy birthday. Oh, thank you. As I know the 29th of June yeah, it doesn't is your birthday. Fe- it doesn't feel like it. And I know it's not the way you want to celebrate, but just want to say how much I think Cyclone Nation appreciates you. I appreciate you as a friend, and I hope you get through this okay. But I think it has proven to me especially that, um, you know, the value of, you know, what a friendship really is. And, like, when people are reaching out to me to make sure you're okay, like, no, I think I people do care that. about you. And so I know it might be the, it might be a tough birthday, but, but people are concerned about you. I'm glad you're doing better. I appreciate that more than you know. And, um, everybody who's reached out to me and, um, I think I've gotten back to pretty much everybody on text and stuff, but it emails, I, man, you don't even want to see my inbox right now after <laughs> yeah. last week. So if you, I'm going to, I'll get back to everybody, but no, thank you for that. It's definitely, um, the very selfish part of me hates being sick right now because I love this week. Like that's generally yeah. like my, I love the 4th of July. Like I love everything about it. I'm come from a family where my dad literally will wear a flag like he you know you know Big my Mike, man. Yep. um very very military family um i love the small town festivals and it it but you know what it's so much more about um like there there's a lot of like small towns that are going to be hurting here in the next yeah. week and um i you know because they can't do what they normally do and stuff like that so it's going to be different for everybody but i appreciate that uh, you'll be glad to know that cammy has a big party planned i don't know oh, good. of what capacity i don't know but um she is um she's quite the little party planner so you know what that's a good way to end it a uh, good perspective there's worse ways to spend your birthday than trapped in a house with three pretty girls yeah well enjoy it as much as you can and uh even though it might not taste good to you i will have a a bourbon in (laughs) your honor i'm not drinking i'm not drinking (laughs) i can guarantee i don't even want to first time in 15 years on your birthday probably (laughs) oh definitely and i i was talking to ashley about how like they say to like really like reset your system you have to go like 14 days without alcohol and i'm like I don't think I'm there. I don't know if I've ever done that <laughs> since I, I seriously like I I mean I'm, I'm sure I've been like seven or eight but like yeah since Fry, the Friday days and yeah freshman year yeah yeah all right thanks Bloom yeah happy birthday my friend appreciate it